What's going on, Far Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how's everyone doing today? As you see, we made it through Monday. Well, part of me made it through Monday because when I woke up this morning, I feel like an ant that got hit with a sledgehammer. I am not doing good this morning at all. So instead of babbling about all that, I thought we would just get right to the story. And how do we do that? By dropping the intro. <laughs> Even drugged and chained, she thought. He's still cunning enough to be dangerous. Caught up in arguing with him, she had almost missed the signs of the Senflax wearing off. She had thought it would be hours before he needed another shot, but she had underestimated the effects of the other drugs she had been pumping into his system. She'd have to be more careful in the future. Right now, I'm weak, the man mumbled with his head staring down at the floor, refusing to give up. Powerless. You inflict suffering on me because you are strong enough to do so. Your actions prove the truth of what I believe. Sarah shook her head angrily. No. My father taught me to help those in need. The strong should raise the weak up, not trample them down. He believed in that, and so do I. Somehow the prisoner managed to lift his head, fixing her with his bleary-eyed stare. Your father's beliefs got him killed. The princess raised her hand to slap him again, then froze, struggling to control the flood of grief and rage that threatened to overwhelm her. You're not thinking straight, Lucia said softly, placing a hand on her shoulder. You need to calm down. Her friend was right. He was inside her head. She needed to get out of the room and regroup. The last shot she'd given him would keep him helpless for at least another hour time enough for her to collect her thoughts before facing him again. Lowering her hand, she turned her back on him without saying a word, leaving the Huntress and Lucia alone with him in the cell. As the princess stormed out of the cell, Lucia resisted the urge to go after her. She knew Dez's words had hurt. Normally, she would have gone to comfort her friend. But everything had changed when she'd walked into the cell and recognized the man chained to the wall. The Huntress was staring at her, smiling. The Itochi was evil, twisted. She had enjoyed watching Sarah torture the victim. She had relished in his suffering. Lucia suspected she took pleasure in Sarah's emotional torment as well. She returned the assassin's gaze but refused to speak. For a moment, their eyes locked. And then the Iktochi turned away with an air of indifference, as if Lucia was beneath her notice. The bodyguard continued to stare at her back as the Huntress followed in the princess's wake, leaving her alone with the prisoner. At first, a part of her had actually wondered if Dez deserved what was being done to him. After all, he was a Sith Lord now. She had fought on the side of the Sith during the war, but she was only a soldier. Like Lucia herself, most of her comrades in arms had enlisted because they saw no other way to escape the suffering and hopelessness of their lives. They had turned against the Republic out of desperation, but they were still decent men and women. The Sith Lords, however, were monsters. Ruthless and cruel, they cared nothing for the soldiers who followed them. 
Sometimes it even seemed they enjoyed the death and suffering inflicted on the enlisted personnel under their command. Their mere presence inspired terror in the ranks. And at night, the troops would share stories of the horrors they inflicted on their enemies or their allies who had failed them. Lucia never thought she could feel pity for a Sith Lord, but she also never imagined Dez would become one of them. If Dez really had murdered Kalib, Lucia reasoned, then he had brought this on himself. But when questioned, he insisted he wasn't the one who had killed the healer, and Lucia was convinced he was telling the truth. Even the Iktochi assassin had seemed to believe him. But despite all the evidence, the accounts of the Jedi, the Huntress's mention of a mysterious blonde woman at the scene, and the refusals of Dez himself, Sarah had not been swayed from her course. The princess had refused to listen to facts or reason. Her hatred blinded her to everything else. She had stormed off in anger, but Lucia knew it was only a matter of time until she returned to subject Dez to another round of torture. She had seen the madness in Sarah's eyes. The princess hungered for revenge. Lucia recognized that look. She had seen it in the eyes of her fellow soldiers when the enforcers had dragged Dez away in cuffs. Whether he was guilty of the crime didn't matter. Sarah was going to make her prisoner suffer for the death of her father and there was nothing anyone could say or do to make her change her mind. And even if he didn't kill Kalib, she thought, he's still a monster. He probably deserves to die. During the interrogation, she had listened with growing horror to the words coming from the prisoner's mouth. It was clear Dez had embraced the teachings of the dark side in ways she could never have imagined. He was not the man she remembered. The camaraderie of the Gloomwalkers meant nothing to the creature he had become. But it means something to me, Lucia thought. Lucia still believed in the ideals of the Gloomwalkers. They looked out for one another. They counted on one another to survive. There was honor in their code of unity, symbolized in the secret greeting reserved only for other members of the unit. A closed fist wrapped firmly on the breastbone, just above the heart. Whatever Dez was now, she still owed him her life. He had saved her, the entire unit, too many times to count. Yet when the Enforcers had taken him away, she had been powerless to help him. Now fate was giving her another chance to repay her debt. A small pool of blood was forming on the floor, dripping from where Sarah had sliced open his cheek. You're not just doing it for Dez. Lucia told herself, turning her attention to the color-coded needles resting on the cart. Sarah's hatred would only fester and grow. She'd become more and more twisted each time she returned to inflict pain on her helpless victim. The loss of her husband had pushed her to the edge of madness, and this would take her over the brink. She had watched as the princess had administered the various drugs, pumping them directly into Dez's system through the thick artery in his neck. She didn't fully understand what the compounds were or what they did, but she had seen enough to gain some understanding of each one's effects. The black needle induced the spasms Sarah had used to torture her victim. The yellow caused the convulsions to end. The green seemed to force Dez back into his stupor. But the red needle, the one her mistress had given him at the start of the interrogation, had seemed to wake him up. It had to be some kind of stimulant or antidote something to offset the drugs that kept him helpless and non-responsive. 
glancing over her shoulder to make sure nobody in the guardroom just outside was watching, she picked up one of the red hypodermics. There were too many mercs for her to fight her way out. Trying to win Dez's freedom that way would only get them both killed. But she didn't have to break Dez out to save him. He had always been capable of looking after himself, even before he gained the mystical powers of a Sith Lord. She knew he was more than capable of escaping on his own if she just gave him a little help. She gently pushed the tip of the needle into his thigh, hoping the drugs would enter his system more slowly and less violently than when Sarah had plunged them into his neck. She knew it was possible she might accidentally overdose him, but even if Dez died, it was better than leaving him alive to be tortured over and over again. Placing the needle back on the cart, she turned and quickly left the room. She didn't have time to wait around and watch the effects. She needed to find the princess. If the drug worked as she suspected, he'd quickly regain his faculties. And once he was able to call upon the terrible power of the dark side, no cell in the galaxy would be capable of holding him. Well, the chi is gonna help Bane escape. Owing someone will make you do some crazy things, but she only gives him the means to do it. He will have to do the rest on his own. And that's where this part came to an end. Join us tomorrow for the next part. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Intent. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Kenai Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.